Hi everyone. Welcome to um, a special episode that we wanted to do just in response to COVID-19 and just how, um, you know, how that has affected our mental health and our mental illness and um, just walk you through what, what we're going through. Um, we know it's a time where um, many people are feeling um, some of the to varying degrees of what we feel in terms of anxiety and um, and depression and such. And so we just wanted to address how it affected us and how we feel. So Julie, I would love to hear um, where you were in the very beginning when it became serious or were you one of the ones that was like an early worrier or guide me through that um, okay, so I first remember hearing about the coronavirus, I would say maybe late January, early February. I remember being in a coffee shop, hearing some people have a very lengthy discussion, and I'll admit, I just said, well, I don't need to worry about that. Whatever, they're being dramatic. Never in a million years did I think it would ever affect my life the way it has. And then uh, February went on, kept hearing little rumble, rumblings in the media, and then uh, March started to take up, uh, started to take up a little more of my um, brain power. And then uh, my daughter is actually engaged and planning her wedding for this summer. And so we had planned a trip to Seattle, Washington. And at this point, Washington State had become. Um, sort of an early epicenter for an outbreak, but still we didn't think twice about canceling our appointment. We were going to Seattle to a very fun store. And so we went, and I think it was halfway through that visit, the streets of downtown Seattle were eerily quiet. No one was wearing masks or gloves at that point, but I think on the drive home, I thought, huh. And then when we crossed back into Canada, um, the border agent did ask, has anyone traveled recently abroad or is anyone feeling ill? And so we were fine at the time. And that was during that week. And then I think it was March 14th when all of the restrictions and it just kind of went boom overnight. When I heard Disneyland was closing down, that was the moment in my brain that went, this is serious. And then to hear Vegas closing down and then the border. So I guess I was one of the late warriors, but March 14th, when, you know, it really started to affect everyday life, that's when I sort of went. <gasps> How about you? Yeah, so um, the March thir 13th, that was when spring break started for us. Yeah. And so I was actually kind of bummed the week before because we had made zero plans for spring break. And I'm a teacher, so I teach on call, I'm a substitute, so I have lots of choices of when to work, but we do try and take some holidays on the day, you know, when there's time off. And so I was sulking all week and why didn't we make plans? So then we decided last minute, well, let's just go to Squamish. We'll stay there and go hiking and do the things. And so we had booked it for the Sunday and Monday night, I think, or Saturday and Sunday. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but so we went and we everyone there was just acting like it was still like holiday time and such um i did call ahead and just asked if the hotel was full because i was thinking about it right they were starting to talk about yeah. things but i um i hadn't been on the the news that weekend we'd been busy and i um we went there and then the first night so i was starting to feel a little i saw more stuff 
popping up on Facebook, but because we were away, I was trying to be present and in the moment yeah. and not online, but of course I went and checked. But um, I was starting to feel this feeling like we took some pictures and I like to share everything. And I was like, hmm, hmm, we <laughs> judge for being here. Uh, I'm, are we doing the right thing? And it kind of rapid a bit. Are we doing the right thing? Oh, maybe I'll take the pictures and tag them later. Okay. So we had that night. We went, even went out for dinner that night and there was no, like everybody was like all the bikers, um, like mountain bikers and all the people like there was, you could, that nobody seemed worried about anything. And then, um, so we went back, we slept the next morning. It's one of, you know, when I'm feeling this, this feeling, right? Like uneasy. And then the next morning we went, you know how they have those, um, breakfasts at the hotel and yeah. like make your waffles and stuff. Yes. My favorite. So we walk in and I decide to bring some sanitizer that I keep in my purse. I have this like essential oil one. Anyways. Um, I think it's fancy. But uh, I brought it with us just to do our hands and, and stuff like that before. And then the table was dirty. So then I kind of, but I was trying to like not look like I was overreacting, but I, I wiped the table down. And I'm like, I grew up out of town in the bush. Like I'm not a germ person. I'm not a germaphobe, like at all. I'm, I'm just not. I mean, obviously don't be gross, but I'm not really a germaphobe. Um, and I started like, watching people like make the waffles and yeah. like the stuff and sharing and grabbing the fruit and my mind was just uh, it's like I couldn't keep up to like the fingerprints and the this and that and I started feeling really panicky and I just said to my husband like we need to finish and get out of here and so we went back to the hotel and we didn't want to like the girls were so pumped there was a pool with a water slide there so they had gone like the day before there's only one other family in there and I figured Corrine killed stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but we, after, right after breakfast, um, Rob and I were like, we have to go get something from the car. So we left the girls and cause I'm like, I need to talk to you. And I just said, I feel socially irresponsible. Like I can't, I can't stay here. I I'm having a hard time breathing. I don't think yeah. we're doing the right thing. Um, and so we saw that the pool was complete. We knew the kids were going to be devastated. They were so excited. We haven't really done much besides visit my parents in a while. And so we decided we would go to the pool for a little bit and then um, head home. And um, so that's what we did. And there was only one other kid in the pool. And then, and then we headed home. And then besides my close friends, I didn't tell anyone because that, that was like the next day was like, boom. Yeah. So that was the anxiety. And like you before, I had heard some things and me and my friends laughed our heads off at the toilet paper thing. And we we're yeah. like, almost yeah. the opposite. We're like, we're refusing to buy extra because, <laughs> and I was of the mind that a lot of people were, and unfortunately some people are, so it was, well, I'll probably be fine. I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. So that's where I was. So how did your, so once pandemic hits, we're told to stay home. Yeah. What does that look like for you? I know you live um, downtown and I know that you, you live in a, a building, right? Yep. Yep. So, wow. Well, when it all sort of locked down, my husband was actually in the U.S. So my biggest fear that next week, for real, was is he going to be allowed back into Canada? So he's an American citizen and Canadian. So I knew 
I think the Canadian government had put out the warning, you know, get back home, anyone abroad. So my fears range from, is my husband going to be able to get back home to then he finally did get back home, but then was immediately into that 14 day quarantine. Oh, wow. um, so for me, first off, I was so confused. Does that mean I was in a 14 day and what does that look like? Um, am I allowed out at all? And so I remember feeling trapped. So we're in an apartment, downtown Vancouver. The only way out of our house is an elevator. Oh, and I just remember being absolutely terrified to leave my house and feeling that feeling that I can't get out. I don't have a front door and I have a deck, but no yard. So yes, I've never in my life had a fear of number one, being outside in public, but, but of not having a way to get out of my house. And so finally it took about a week. They put up signs, um, you know, one person or one family unit. And then finally we all quarantined for two weeks with my husband. And I remember being able to go outside for that first time and I broke down. I don't even know. I wasn't expecting to. The tears just started flowing and I think it was just that realization that wow I cannot believe it's like we're in a movie and so um you know and then I've got kids so I've got one daughter that's moved out she's on her own so suddenly I'm not able to see one of my children mm -hmm. um then I have a 19 year old so trying to drive home this is serious you really cannot go to a party like for real and your boyfriend is off limits for now so trying to drive that home to her age and then i have my daughter youngest daughter's almost 13 so then navigating homeschool and all that jazz so to be parenting the three extremes my husband was much more relaxed about everything um but yes that's what everyday life looked for me and then i will say one other moment i was driving and we have one main shopping street, Robson Street. So normally it's hustling and bustling, all of the coolest stores. Mm -hmm. And I just saw plywood and oh my goodness, here I go getting emotional, but I just saw them boarding up all of the stores. And I think that's when I said to myself, this isn't just for a day or two or a week or two. If they're going through the time and expense of boarding at the stores from looters and theft, um, wow like this is really serious. Then bring on the masks and all that. So that's sort of what life looked like for me. And I know you're um, not right downtown. So I'm sure life looked a little bit different for you where you live. I'd love to hear how it affected your family and just you. Yeah, so we got back from Squamish and my husband, like I was anxious and my husband decided, like he still had another day off and then he decided to work from home because he has that ability. And we have um, a music room slash guest room that he set up his little office. Um, so I think that I felt comforted that there was another adult in the house. Yeah. I leave him alone because he's working, but just that. And it was spring break. So um, it felt like really confining because normally we go out every day, but it was still like, okay, we got this. And a lot of the work I do with She Loves Magazine um, is already online. So I had that and we kind of kicked it up a, a gear to be there for our people and our women. So we were actually doing things. So I was getting busy and it was interesting to me because I actually, even though um, 
And I didn't feel as trapped as you. We have a house, we have a backyard, we can walk in our neighborhood, right? I think the defining moment for me was when our local Starbucks was like legit, <laughs> like all together, like closed. I know. I was yeah. like, when does Starbucks close? Like this is serious. Yeah. And I know first world problems, but it felt serious then. But I had this weird, not weird, but this burst of energy. And I felt like the more anxious everybody got, the calmer I got, only because I feel like I live in a state of hypervigilance, especially before medication, not so much now. Hypervigilant all the time and have thought of worst case scenarios. I've yeah. probably already dreamed up the pandemic and what I would yeah. do. So all these feelings that, that people were having about um, emergencies and this and that, I kind of felt like it was my zone, which is kind of disturbing, but I was afraid to tell people. I was like projects I was making lists I was like how can this work differently how can I go online with this and um I started a ton of projects and honestly this what we're doing here came out of yeah out of it and um and I felt guilty too because I knew I know so many more people the suffering is yeah. like uh so terrible there's that yeah um thing going around I'm probably gonna mess it up but I don't know if it's like we're all in the same boat but not in the same storm or something like that ah, but basically, yes. like we all have our things yeah and they're all varying and I just felt this extreme yucky guilt because I also um you know we hang out with a refugee family that just moved here from like they lived in the lower mainland but just moved to where we live and we were going to help them all out and they didn't understand why we couldn't help them and i thought they we abandoned them and um and all these things and i think one of the biggest things was less anxiety but more like um like almost embarrassment that that i was getting a, a little bit of a high out of it and then yeah. also like a little bit of shame because I mean, I am laid off, but my job, like I work one to two days a week. So it wasn't like really financially devastating for us. Um, but uh, I just felt so like guilty and like, you know, shut down the feelings because it's not fair. You like are a privileged woman. Yeah. And then, you know, I remembered, I don't, I don't know, but in therapy, they talked about the you know the shame olympics or the suffering olympics and not to negate other people's things but just to say that even though it's little compared to something else your body is feeling it and your mind is feeling it and you need to acknowledge it instead of layering shame on top of that yeah. and embarrassment and guilt on top of that then you freeze yeah so i don't know you do you relate with the project thing Yes. Well, the first two weeks, I will admit, I, I was down, very down. And I felt all this pressure that I should be doing something with this extra time. You know, it's a gift. Come on, what are you going to do? Are you going to bang out another book? Um, and I would see these people, you know, on Facebook, like, this is the time to be a homeschooler extraordinaire. And, you know, have theme night with your family and I just thought oh my goodness I, it's 5 p.m and I haven't even had a shower yet so 
that was hard for me. But then I started to go online and I started to see people post articles about grief and how this pandemic isn't really the same as having a free vacation sprung upon us. It's stressful, it's scary. And then I started reading about how it's affecting so many people in so many different ways, whether it's someone waiting to take their driving test, someone that had a trip planned to Italy, um, a wedding when it comes to my daughter, we're still trying to figure out what the best thing to do is, um, you know, or whether it's someone who has a family member or they themselves have become sick, whether it's a healthcare worker, a pregnant woman that might have to deliver her child without her partner. I started just realizing that, oh my goodness, every single person is being affected and whether it's on the scale olympic scale of here or here i realize we're all allowed to be disappointed sad angry mad we should never compare our situation with someone else's and i think if anything when i would read a story about someone else in a much more challenging um, position i think it would just increase my gratitude for where i was but i tried to not let it diminish the way I was feeling, you know? So just sort of a range of emotions, but then yes, an absolute burst of, I'm gonna say hypomania, creativity, my rocket fuel. And so I think we had talked about doing maybe just one Facebook live together and it's turned into this. And so I always look for the silver linings, the rays of sunshine, they're always there. And so this, if anything, right now, whatever you're watching, you know, this show, this is proof that um, even in the darkest times, um, unimaginable um, positive things can result. So I, to sum it up, I've been a roller coaster emotions, but right now I'm definitely in a place of productivity, but I'll also throw in that I'm an introvert. So in that regard, this has been um, really great for me. But something that I have learned is for someone that's an extrovert during this time, it's a little bit different. So there's a segue for you. I know I'm an introvert, but Shaylee, are you introvert or extrovert? Enter extrovert. I've taken those tests and I think once it was like, you are 90% extrovert and no, 98 and 2%. And I'm like, come on, I did it again, same thing. So I get my energy and my light and uh, fill up my love tank from um, being with other people, especially, um, you know, my close friends, my women friends. I also am a party planner. So I like having, um, you know, dinner parties. I like, yeah. And I had all the plans to have a bunch of people over, over spring break and such. And such. So I felt... Um, and it's just not the same, but I like legit was planning like two or three Zooms a day and that kind of thing. And I still try to plan at least one because that connection, if we didn't have like technology and text and all those things, I would like be in a corner. <laughs> but um, so I, I, I don't get those energy, energy bursts. They also, I am... Um, we made a big deal out of birthdays in our in our childhood and birthdays are a big deal like i take the month april's like my birthday month and i was like for sure we'll be done and i'll have the birthday party and that'll be the finality or whatever and then i felt stupid because it's like you're 40 turning 42 like you're gonna sulk about your birthday you're allowed i was allowed and i did and it actually i got a birthday parade of two friends and three Yay! friends so. 
those kinds of things and just watching people. Um, I try to watch how people are showing up for each other yes. this time, but I felt really stressed out by those posts, especially one that goes in my head. It's like, well, if you're not getting fit now or not doing the things now, it wasn't that you didn't have time. You just, Oh yes. I've seen I that like, one. This is horrid. This is horrible. And if I'm honest, I've hit a lot of people on my feed because I couldn't, it is just too, too much for, yes. for me personally. Um, with different opinions there, but I, um, yeah, you mentioned this collective grief. It doesn't, that we're all in it. And the most beautiful thing out of this, um, and I sometimes have a hard time finding, you're much more positive than I am. I have to look really, really hard um, some days. And so um, what I'm seeing is some different understanding towards mental health. Yeah. Uh, people can't ignore it right now. People have to realize that we have mental illness, but every single one of us has mental health. Yeah. And I read this thing, like we know what to do, especially those of us that are treated, right? We know what to do in these things. We know how important self-care is. We know we have to do the small things to be okay. We know about sleep. We know, right? And I read this thing about how you can have, you can not have mental illness and not have good mental health. So maybe yeah. you're a workaholic, maybe you're stressed. And I read this thing and it just set me free is you can have mental illness and still have good mental health. And I was yeah. like, I thought I was a loser that I was never going to be able to have that. But no, I do because I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking my medication. I'm doing the things. And so I found this, uh, for certain people, that a group of a person that is committed to misunderstanding me <laughs> i'm trying to be i'm trying to be gracious um actually said to me oh my gosh this is the feeling you've been describing you feel like this a lot of your life whoa and it was terrible that he felt this way but it was this new level of understanding yeah. and I feel like it's opened up mental health conversation and it's inspired me to work with you and, and do these things because I feel like people are just that much a little more open. To yes, I, I agree. I think if anything, we've been able to share some of the tools that we've learned along along our journeys. And I think in some way, having my bipolar two is sort of equipped me for this as, as different as it is. And as much as some of the fears are more unknown, um, there's definitely that aspect of, you know, one day at a time, stick to your routine, um, get enough sleep and just, I think you made a very great point. It has, it's opened my eyes up to being um, just being more aware of extroverted folks. I just assumed everyone loved quiet time and canceled coffee dates and no, to hear people write and say, I am missing my hugs. I've sat there and said, wow, I never would have known that. And then to see all the other amazing um, things that people have done in the face of such an unimaginable situation. So whether it was the people on their balconies singing in Italy um, I caught a live Coldplay concert that Chris Martin did, and even that put a smile on my face. But then to see all the creative ways, birthday parties, and like you had mentioned, the drive-by birthday party, and just, it's such a reminder that as humans and as the world, we're so 
resilient, strong, creative. And so it shouldn't surprise me that, you know, immediately people sprung into action, yeah. you know, to find creative ways to connect and, you know, to see people come together and actually realize, yeah, we're all in this together. We're doing it, you know, even to go out on my balcony at 7 p.m. I think you might do it in your neighborhood too. We have just, we hoot and holler and bang our pots and pans for the healthcare workers, the frontline workers. And even to see that, I'll admit it, shocker, I just started crying. Because I, I thought, two, two reasons. This is so beautiful to see everyone in the city and normally, you know, we're all busy in our own lives, come together and do this. But then there was also the realization why we were out there doing it. So yeah, I just started bawling. I, <laughs> I cry all the time, but, um, me too. My wise, wise friend, Mel, um, calls it healing waters. Yes. So, healing waters. Yep. I got a lot of healing waters. Um, before, uh, we wrap this up and, uh, I find it, it's really important to me not to wrap things in a bow because, uh, when I was at my worst, I, it would make me so angry and make me feel a thousand times worse. So I would hate to do that for someone else. And so I do want to recognize too, that it hasn't just brought out the beauty in people and it's brought out some really, um, terrible things and terrible opinions and and all these things and it's also kind of highlighted uh, you know the injustices in our systems and I think that that's where so I said that I was doing really well that's where I get hopeful but yet stuck because I feel my biggest fear because you know we're going back and we're going to phase two or whatever where we're starting to yeah, open yeah. up um, my biggest fear is we're just going to go back to normal and forget about the suffering and, you know, live in our privilege. And, you know, I don't want to forget the stories of, of people that can barely live paycheck to paycheck or are being oppressed by other systems. And so um, I really, I really hope this opens our eyes. But I, like I said, I, I, I tend to dwell in the it, you know, and then my brain goes to the negative first and it's just like, have we learned anything? I'm just like, I'm going to be like, have we, have we, are we going to change? Are things changeable? Um, so I, I, I get stuck and I'm trying so hard to deal with this and therapy talks about it all the time, but the both end, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can be both seeing the beauty and excited and making cool projects and be heartbroken yeah. for the the devastation that this is putting on businesses and yeah. people and and people that have lost people and i just think if that's anything i can share today except for doing your self-care like the water yeah. the walks like those things actually add up and matter yeah. even when we don't feel like doing them but yeah. i'm just one thing i just have to keep coming back to is holding the both and because I'll get too stuck. If I get too stuck in one or the other, that's when I get imbalanced. And that's when, um, you know, things can, it, it, things can take over my thought life. And um, then I'm not helpful to anyone, including myself. Yeah. And I think for me, I guess I can't control how everyone else goes back, you know, to living. And I think that's part of the anxiety right now for me is what is life going to look like? What is the new norm? 
how am I going to feel in a restaurant if, you know, there's plexiglass and masks and gloves. And um, so that part makes me anxious. But I think the only thing at the end of the day we can control is ourselves. And I know for a fact, I will never take for granted another coffee date. And even though life might look very different, my hope, my hope is that this has kind of been a reset in many ways and that we're just more caring and more kind to each other and more appreciative. It looks like within the next week or two, they're going to slowly be opening more businesses. But how yeah. are you feeling about that? Are you... Um... I'm really mixed. The desperation to get out and do that, but also I, it took me a while, but I came to a place of acceptance. And even though I dislike my routine and in fact yesterday I was just so sad one of the most important things that you said is start with with us because I'm like a big picture big everything so I just think how are we going to dismantle this system burn it down start over like I want to do the biggest thing to change everything and I have to remember not that I don't have to reach out and help and do the most that I can but that it starts with me and it starts with my family and if everybody takes care you know that kind of thing and, and looks around in their community that needs help and so before I finish my thought there I wanted to thank you for that because oh, that, that really reminded me because I tend to get overwhelmed with the bigness and yeah. think I can't do anything but I'm mixed um, I also feel incredibly anxious about all the things like because I think of worst case scenario. Yeah. So I think I'm torn. Um, I thought about it and I thought, you know what? My daughters have zero shorts. Like they've grown out of all their clothes. They actually, it's been 29 degrees here. And I heard that one of the value villages was open. And I was ah! like, you know what? I was like, that's my favorite place. But Me it's too. also pretty scary if you think about go all there. And I thought, you know what? Go today go today so that you don't overthink and you make it into this huge deal because once I have one trip under wraps kind of like the yeah. first grocery the first grocery store trip keep yeah going, trip, um was a nightmare like I couldn't breathe I had to call my husband me too I yeah so I went yesterday and I took my daughter first time any of my kids have been in a building I was worried about judgment I was worried about this but I was like we're gonna go in yeah minutes we're gonna find shorts and we're gonna leave and you know what everyone was careful and lovely yeah. and now I have that under my belt so maybe I won't be anxious for the next thing so I'm trying to do my own like exposure yeah exposure therapy and honestly I, I used to scoff at people or like make sure you're breathing duh, 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 duh. I'd be like oh yeah it's really gonna help me in my major anxiety but honestly <laughs> those little things like I forget to breathe when I'm anxious and I was like deep breathing and I'm like you about the uh, your the mask thing and, and yes. I want to hug everybody so I'm like I don't know what you're like in the grocery store but I'm totally anxious but then I'm also like making eye contact and like hi and like I see you and like you know like I don't want the human like to lose our connection with humanity because I'm the one that talks to everyone in the aisle tell us how you feel you've been telling me about the the masks how the, the how that makes you feel I don't know if I'll ever get used to the masks I understand that you know we're probably going to need to be wearing them. I have worn them when I've done my groceries. Oh, I feel, I don't like it. 
I'll just be straight up. It, it freaks me out and I do feel like I can't breathe or if I want to speak to someone. So I think there's a tiny part of me that wants to hide away and not see all the masks out there. And if that is the new norm, it's just going to take a while for me to get used to. But, you know, I have a really cute mask. <laughs> my mom made some and then my friend makes some amazing reversible ones. And so if this is the way life is going to be, then you know what, let's just embrace it. Let's go for it. Let's take more notice of people's eyes or try to see if they're smiling behind that mask. We're all on this journey together. And I think what's helped me the most is just to hear your feelings and other people's feelings to know that I'm not the only one feeling this way. And it really does help to know that, you know, we are, I know it sounds cheesy, but we all, we're all in this together. We're all going to go through these new phases together. We are going to get through it. We've been through much more difficult things like just us personally with our journeys, you know, we should never doubt our strength and resilience. If, if someone had told me, you know, 20 years ago, what, what some of the things I was going to go through and that, you know, you're going to be diagnosed with bipolar two and you're going to get to a place where you're in a zoom meeting sharing with the world. I would have said, you know, never in a million years, I can't imagine how I could ever do that and now look at us so i just have to cling on to those moments um, in my own life where i've sort of surprised myself and so i think if each of us if we can all do that and to also flip our thinking and think some of these changes might actually be better you know the world might be a kinder place and you know just more grateful i just think when we are able to travel again, oh my goodness, if I ever make it to a, another Hawaiian beach, I think I'll ball. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, I, and I think too, the biggest thing is validating everybody's feelings, your own and other people's big and small. And so if that's what we can leave you with, whatever you're feeling, yeah. feel it and it's okay to feel it. Yeah. Don't compact shame or judgment on top of that and try to speak it out. And um, I know Julie and I are working on it and we hope the practice of, of gratitude for the things that we, we do have um, is, it, it's a powerful thing. So stay safe, friends. Mm -hmm.